the rose that grew from concrete, your soul speaks, setting the tone for the marching feet. Your story speaks through me and this sacred space, setting the pace for our ancestors' never-ending race. So listen up and open your heart. The stories of the silence to fill the room from the ground up. These words are for you, a reminder that it's all love. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of It's All Love. It's your girl Lala, and I'm here to break it down. So turn your speakers up, put your earphones in, all that, because it's about to get real. One. Hello, my queens and kings. In today's episode, we will be talking about motherhood and being a woman. Oh my goodness. Today with me discussing this important topic is a mother of two and an advocate for women empowerment. Um, her name is Shimmy and I follow her on Instagram and oh my goodness. Once I started following her, it just opened my eyes to so many different things and I realized I'm not alone. Like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Hello, Queen. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. Oh, how are you? Please introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you represent. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Shamil, but I prefer Shimmy. On Instagram, I go Life of Shimmy. I am the mom of two, but also a full, full, full woman on my own, independent from mother. Um... I love anything to do with postpartum health, maternal, postpartum health is very important to me, mental health, and just for empowering women in general, um, that's something that's ridiculously important and a priority in my life. Um, so yeah, that sums up pretty much what I do and what I'm about. Okay, that's amazing. That That's definitely something that I stand for as well, which is why I reached out to you. Yeah. And I noticed your messages on Instagram. And <laughs> girl, I'm here for it all day. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Yeah, no problem. Before we get into the topic, I just want to, you know, loosen things up a bit. Let's get to know each other and let the listeners find out some information about you and find out, you know, all these awesome things that I wish that they can see on the daily basis that I see. Oh, so first thing I wanted to ask is, I, I, I think I hear an accent in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Where are you from? Yes, I'm from the Caribbean, a little island in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Um, that's where I am. I'm currently, however, I've been living in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada for the past 13 years. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm a little Caribbean girl. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. I hear it. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it sounds it sounds really good. That's oh, that's super okay. awesome. When did you um, what made you move to Canada? Actually, it was my daughter and school at the time. Um, so it was okay. a full migration um, to Winnipeg to continue school and also just kind of be a mom and wife at that time in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Which, which, that just sparks so many questions in my head when I think about my babies and I'm just like, where and what, like, 
what type of schools where should I put them in school what's the best where's the best place to raise them like Mm -hmm. oh my goodness how is her schooling out there oh it's it's fantastic I mean she loves it I mean I think I struggle more because you know she's here from here born and everything so for me it's like oh my gosh you know I miss the islands I miss the sun because it's like an icebox here (laughs) um And then figuring out now being away from family, how we navigate that and just myself, um, you know, the shift from being with my family to now without my family and raising my babies. Um, So that in itself was a a huge transition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. That's just... Oh, everyone has a story when I tell you. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Because I... my story is very different and and, and and it is similar in in certain ways because um I'm not sure if you're familiar with the United States yeah. um but I live in California mm-hmm. and there's uh they divide California by two there's northern California and there's southern California and southern California is more where LA is and then northern California is where you know like Oakland the Oakland Raider, okay. Raiders and San Francisco and all those places. So I was raised in Oakland and in Southern California. So that's where I was raised. I'm a Bay Area child, <laughs> which is a it's a it's a big thing because it's just like a cultural difference. Right. Southern California and Northern California are completely two different worlds. Like, oh my goodness, it's extremely different. And um, my mom, she lives in Oakland, um, up in up in the bay shout out to my mom I love you mom um (laughs) and um she lives she lives up north and I moved down south to southern California for college and um my fiance that I met I met him out here and he already had two kids when I met him and now we have one baby together and just doing all this beautiful thank you (laughs) thank you thank you Thank you. You actually got me. I watch. I watch your 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 stories a lot, and you call your baby a little elephant. Yeah. Right? And I caught myself calling my baby elephant too. I was like, wait, wait, wait. What am I saying? <laughs> I was like, come here. Oh, you're so cute, little elephant. And I was like, oh my goodness, I watch your story way too much. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that transition. Like, I, I, it's completely different because I went from being single by myself in college just doing my thing uh-huh. to meeting a guy that already has two kids and right. it was just and they're older so um our oldest she's 10 and in the middle she's eight and then our youngest is 11 months wow yeah 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 so they're older so when I met them the youngest was six and mm-hmm. uh, the other one was eight so it was just like, oh my goodness, I I don't know how to be a mom. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really, it was, it was very challenging. I will say that, but the effort and the love and the time that I put into my family has really paid off. Oh, it yeah. definitely, it definitely has. So I wanted to, I wanted to get a little bit of information from you and find out how old are your babies let's let the listeners know how old your Absolutely. babies are my first um solstice are our first uh she is 13 um and seven is seven months 
he just turned seven months <laughs> a couple days ago. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Oh, so where did you where did you get insp- inspiration for both of their names, which are lovely names, and both of your babies very, are very beautiful. Weird. Very weird and very different. Solstice mm-hmm. is my summer solstice. She was um she just missed the summer solstice. She was born a couple hours before. Um, okay. So I kind of stuck with the name because that was the intent. Um, and she's always given me that like energy, like you know, the summer solstice. She's super powerful, very yeah. glowy. Um, so everything just kind of fell into place. And with my babies as well, I've always my vision like every time with sources I only saw butterflies throughout my entire pregnancy that was something that I experienced I constantly dreamt of them everything I saw in my path crossed with butterflies and then with seven um, which is seven perfection uh, it just happened that seven also is my life everything seems to happen in sevens sevens it's weird Um, when I quit my job when I you know, got pregnant, like everything just kind of happened seven, I'm the seventh child. Um, and so it always spoke to me in some way. And seven is also the number of perfection. Um, yeah. Uh, so with him, I only saw elephants. So it, there's a constant theme in my life that I always follow and being kind of more spiritual and in tune, I just kind of go with the flow and name as I feel. You know, whatever yeah. happens to me in that time or whatever um, comes to me is what I tend to name my, my babies, which I did. <laughs> so Seven Perfection and Summer Solstice. Oh, wow. That is so interesting. You know, what's super, what's super, um, like, I don't know. It's like very weird to me is that I, I felt the same way when I was pregnant with my daughter. Because wow. my, my grandmother actually found out I was pregnant um the same week that my grandmother who I was extremely close to I love her so much um she passed away the same week that Ah. my whole entire family found out I was pregnant and um my grandmother she was like my butterfly like you know I always I always um associated her with with mariposas and I would always say that um and so when I was pregnant with Amara which is name of my baby um she I would always have butterflies I would see butterflies around me all the time (laughs) and I wanted I liked the name Amara Um, my stepmom she picked it out and and I love that name but I also liked it because it reminded me of Mariposa uh, which is butterfly in Spanish and I just really I love the association and and the energy that that butterflies would bring to me yeah because I would always feel like Oh, it's my grandma and she's, you know, mm-hmm. trying to, to, to talk to me or mm-hmm. trying to have, you know, bring her energy, keep her energy around me with yeah. all these butterflies. And I loved it. And what was crazy was that right next to um, my fiance's job at the time, there was this whole wall. They did this, this um, repurposed yeah. art wall of butterflies. Oh. Like it was crazy. Like they did it off of like recycled metal. And they they painted, yeah, it was super nice. They painted the metal, um, the colors of the butterfly. It was during the season where all of the, and in Southern California, there's um, a certain season where all of the, I don't remember the type of butterfly. I think they're monarch butterflies. Uh And they fly through, they come from the north to the south. And there was thousands of butterflies, just thousands of them flying around. Talk about all... signs, right? Talk I know. About... <laughs> I was just like, look at all these butterflies. Like, it it's was beautiful. Transitional, you know, it represents change and all this, you know, like, 
it's just such a beautiful 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 insect so now seeing that and having that you know to relate to and understanding the purpose and you know the reason behind it and you're just like oh I'm going through life changes you know like now losing your your grandma yeah um, and then being you know transitioning into motherhood you know everything just kind of fell into place if you look at it like that you know I know I know and everything she Oh, I miss her so much. Everything was just so, it happened so perfectly. Yeah. The pregnancy, everything. Um, with that, with that, it brings up my next question, which is um, what are some unexpected challenges that you have, that, that have surfaced since having both of your babies? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Unexpected was, I guess, if I'm going to go be super honest, is losing a sense of self. Um, yeah. I, that was unexpected because um, I became a mom very young with solstice. And I, I just thought, you know, okay, you know, I was fearful to an extent, but I also just thought that I would be able to just be my regular self and, you know, all this stuff. But I realized I had to go through this deep transition. Like I gave birth to a new person almost. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely lost a sense of self. That's that's been a huge challenge for me, even now with seven, kind of figuring out and navigating this new woman that I am. Um, but I would say that was the biggest one. And just minor things, um, sort of like balance, figuring out yeah. balance and knowing now what to do with two kids. When I moved from one who was already a teenager and way more independent to now being like, oh, now I have a newborn again. And what do I do? And how do I balance teenage and the attitude and (laughs) Mm -hmm. and now being you know new and so you know in love with a new person again so those are the the major ones and now my body has become something and so I'm I'm sure it's always for me it's always changing and transitioning and um, understanding you know what's going on with myself and maybe sometimes not understanding and I guess that's you know that's where all the struggles come from and there's there's lots that I can go on about but those are the major things that I feel like oh my gosh like how do I balance this how do I understand self-time when I have now not just one but two and then my partner so it's a whole family (laughs) yeah oh my goodness so you know that in itself is, is is challenging yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely can agree to that. It, that was definitely one of my top three, um, yeah. both of those um, that I could think of that was very challenging for me. And an- another thing that was very challenging was um, finding time. Yeah. Like I just felt like once I had my baby, all of my time was <laughs> gone. <laughs> like, Absolutely. My life is over. Where is my time? <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> I just felt so bad for myself. I was just like, I, I just remember when he finally went back to work and everybody went back to work. My dad went back to work. My my stepmom went back to work. My mom, she left and went back home. And it was just oh, me and the baby. Gosh. And it happened very quickly. It was after the first week. Everybody went back to doing what they were doing. And I was just like, no, 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 no. I need some more. I need you. Yeah. (laughs) Please come back. Um, But it just made it really hard. I was, I was um, still a full-time student at the time with the Mm. newborn baby. I started classes five days after she was born. And I know I just, I don't know why they did. Um, (laughs) 
I decided to do online classes and there was six full-time like four years like you know university classes they're not like community college short classes like you know they were (laughs) like time consuming and I couldn't do it and I and I I I failed myself I failed my classes I failed a lot by trying to force myself to understand all these things and make make things feel like they that I can do it and I I uh, that was Mama. that's a challenge Ooh, it was yeah. the mommy guilt the mommy <laughs> guilt <laughs> hit, hit me hard oh, I was just like oh my goodness like I'm tripping like why can't I do this I'm mad at myself that I can't do the work yeah. And then I'm mad at myself that I'm putting the baby down to do the work. I yeah. can't put her to sleep. She doesn't want to do this. She does. mm-hmm. And my baby, I know you can um, attest to this, is uh, my baby's exclusively breastfed. Oh, no yeah. bottle. No nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no pacifier. What are you doing? <laughs> Who told me to do this? Who told me to do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I love it. I love it. All jokes aside, I love it so Absolutely. much. But it was very challenging. Mm. extremely challenging with that so another question to for for all those mommies out there um i i know that we all go through a lot of the same things it's it's a very 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 big pot of the same ingredients like you know what i'm saying (laughs) like we all go through the same so what are some ways that you have learned to cope with these challenges that have like surfaced i learned a little selfishness (laughs) yeah Right. I'm not right. gonna be. I'm not playing with this. I learned a little selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that a village is important as well mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. especially migrating. You know, you've left your family, moving away, and now kind of having to be so solo. And it's you. I mean, you have your partner, but they can understand only to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, so the village, building your own little village and community where you can say, okay somebody come give me five minutes come take the baby for 10 minutes you know like help me get through this emotionally yeah um and I learned to be selfish like it's hard being so you know practicing attached parenting like you just said and exclusively breastfeeding it's like hard to find time um and say be selfish but it's okay if I put him down for five minutes and he can cry so I can go wash my face it you know like finding time also for me and something that I recommend to everybody is finding time to just meditate and give yourself meditation comes in different forms. You don't have to sit down to do it, but Mm -hmm. if you wake up every morning, like five minutes earlier, you know, just spend that time kind of reconnecting with yourself because every day we're giving, 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 and we have to find some way to give ourselves something. So I find that little five, 10 minutes of selfish time of, meditation or just locking away in the closet and breathing going in the bathroom and putting on the shower and breathing like those things I find help me through my days it carries me because God knows it's tough you know so right. I find time to be selfish with myself not a lot but I find time <laughs> no yeah I definitely I definitely can agree with that and I and I I've had to like you know combat with myself and tell myself you know what hey hey, hey, you know what 
after mommy guilt. You know, mommy guilt gonna have to get in the back seat because I yep. need this. This is for me. <laughs> this is for it's me. True. It's true. I can't keep crying through it. Like I gotta just, I gotta no. put the baby down and like you know find I, center I myself. It's like when you go on an airplane, they, they always tell you, you know, before you can go ahead and save somebody, if anything happens to this plane, put your oxygen mask on first. Right, yeah. You know, so if, if we don't have it, then we can't give to anybody else. <laughs> you know, if we're not good, we can't make sure everybody else is good. Yes. So that's, that's super important to practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 had, um, I had a very, very, very... Um, easy and very smooth pregnancy that I just Mm -hmm. assumed that my baby was going to be super smooth (laughs) and super easy. (laughs) I don't know why, but I just assumed I'm going to get her on a schedule. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have time to do that. Oh yeah. No, all of that went out the window. Like, Oh yeah. And my baby's a screamer. She's like from (laughs) zero to a hundred in like 10 seconds. She's (laughs) yes. And she's a kicker. Like she's been a kicker since 11 weeks when I got my first ultrasound, she was in there kicking those little legs, not, (laughs) not even bigger than a grape. And she was already in there just kicking. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, Oh my goodness, girl, chill out. Um, but She's just so full of energy, so full of energy that I I had to take the time to be right. able to. Uh, I have to um, find time for myself. So, with that being said, mm-hmm. there were times that that um, I did feel down, and I did yeah. feel feel bad, and I, and I and I didn't realize. But it took a lot of research and a lot of reading and a lot of talking mm-hmm. to other mothers for me to realize that um, those first three months, I I think this is just from my opinion. I think that those first three months, we all experienced this flush of um, mm-hmm. hormonal imbalance. Like we're just not balanced quite yet. We're transferring hormones between our babies and mm-hmm. we just um, gave birth to something we just gave life put brought life into the world oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. everything's kind of unbalanced and that is the the the, the tender and vulnerable point in your postpartum mm-hmm. um experience where you can experience um postpartum depression yeah so my question is um did you experience any postpartum depression and if so how did you get through it and do you have mm-hmm. any advice for any mothers um, uh, yeah. So is it possible for me to be honest and say to you, but I think I might still be going through that. Okay. Um, so um, I forget that your baby is, is younger than, than my baby. I, I forget yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Seven, months, but seven months, not even just working through that. So mm-hmm. just a little history. So I, myself, I've had depression. I've lived with depression for forever. Um, almost would seem like that. Um, but I've worked through, you know, classes and doing therapy and figuring myself out and recognizing when I need to get help. So now transitioning to a new mom again, I have to prepare myself for what would come because my pregnancy wasn't so easy, you know, but then I had him and my birth was very traumatic in itself. It moved from what I had planned to something unplanned. 
and he made his entrance into the world you know as he decided to and you know made no room for me in any way so i was dealing with that traumatic birth experience to about 2 months after he was born losing my brother and having to fly home to to be there and get him off life support right um so you can imagine moving from just having a traumatic birth to yeah. having a 2 month old to now having to fly home to the caribbean to bury a brother then to going through this process of losing breast milk for a time and having to give my baby formula because of the stress and, you know, the sadness and the emotion. Yeah. Then to moving to a new home, you know, a month later. So it was, it just felt like issue after issue after issue. So I had to constantly find myself, you know, I reached out to my therapist. I did my meditation. I spoke to my partner and I created my village where I didn't feel so alone. And I found the space that I could vent and ask for help if I needed to. So those were my skills. You know, I'm at the point where in my depression now, I know when I need to reach out. Yeah. Um, so that's important. I, I feel like it's so non okay to a lot of moms feel like I can't ask for help. I don't know, you know, because yeah. we are so emotional. I, I, who do I talk to? How can I reach out? What do I say? Like, is this person going to look at me weird for saying that I don't have an attachment to my child or I feel guilty or I feel sad or everything possible. Mm-hmm. So now it's like a matter of reaching out and saying, hey, you know what? I'm not okay. I need some help, please. You know, it's okay. And I, I do that regularly. I, I, I realize I can't do it on my own. I realized that time got really hard and not even my partner could be there for me enough where I felt like, oh, secure. I just right. myself up. So I'm still going through what um, loss even looks like, you know, losing right. somebody looks like throughout this time. So I'm still living through, I think I'm dealing with a lot of depression, but I see sunshine in between because now I have a different outlook on life. I know where I can reach out. I know I can call my my counselor. I know I can call my partner. And I know if I get down enough, I can just say, I can't do this right now. Please come, somebody come help me. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I, I created my Instagram for this reason. I started yeah, yeah, yeah. for this reason. Because I know other moms are going through it mm-hmm. and can't say it. You know, motherhood isn't always gracious and, and depression is very present. But it's, you know, it's okay for me to talk about it. And I feel like it's okay to share because I get back the same thing. Oh, you helped me through this. Oh, you helped me through this. And I get my help elsewhere and I help people. So I feel great in the process. Yeah. Oh, well, that that is definitely interesting on so many levels. I, I, um, my condolences to you and to your loss and to your recovery process. I know that it's hard. Oh, it's extremely you. hard. Um, I I feel as though I I I don't think I I went through a depression, mm-hmm. but I've su- I've suffered with anxiety for Ooh. a very long time. So my anxiety is different now, and mm. I didn't I didn't know that. Like before, um, I would get these the this rush of energy in my chest and I didn't understand what that was for a very long time and it would just feel like a burning situation like it kind of felt like heartburn but not like heartburn like it's it's a little different and um it it would spark mostly when I have a rush of emotion um and that was the only way that I can really like understand it for a while 
Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, going through more situations, more traumatic situations, I started to realize and understand um, what triggered it and what it was. Then mm-hmm. going through the pregnant pregnancy and after, um, you know, postpartum, now I don't get it in my chest. I get it in my hands. Like it's Ooh. super weird. Yeah. Well, it's manifesting different. Yeah. yeah. It's extremely weird. So now there'll be moments when like I have this rush of energy in my hands and they'll just start twitching mm. and it like my hands feel like they're burning. Um, and I just, I just feel like I can't breathe. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. I, I, I have to chill out. And I didn't notice it until, you know, like three months after, like three months postpartum, I just, I, I, I know that it was happening, but I didn't correlate it with anxiety. I just thought, oh my goodness, like my body going crazy. Like, (laughs) something's wrong with me. But no, yeah. So like, I, it took a lot for me. I've been depressed before in the past and I, and I wanted to control my emotions so much. Mm -hmm. And I tried so hard to make sure that I didn't get depression, that I didn't think of anything else. Anything so, else. Right. So the anxiety hit me hard, like really, really, really hard. And I would just cry all the time. I was just crying so much. And it was just to the point where I didn't even know why I was crying. And I had to think about it. And I'm like, I'm crying because my anxiety is is energy. It's It's displaced energy. And now it doesn't know where to go. So it's coming out of my eyes and seeping through my hands. Like I would have to hold my fingers like straight up towards the sky for to make it stop. Like I would have to like meditate and put my hands up. Like it's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. And it was very overwhelming. And um, it it still happens now, but not as much. Right. But um. But yeah, like for me to for me to be able to get through that, um, and I, I will say I didn't I don't really have a support system that much. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really have a village. Like I have a a village of people to talk to, but not a village of people to help me with my baby. Present. Like you know, yeah. like yeah, I'm the only one, and she doesn't she doesn't really like anybody else. She only likes me. Mm-hmm. She's such a mommy's girl. Like. <laughs> I'll be like, here, go to your daddy. She'd be like, yeah, you know, just start screaming and <laughs> kicking and oh, it's just so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, she's so attached to me. And um, so it's, it's, it's very hard. That's it's, there was a point in time where my, my fiance, he would always say, she doesn't like me. She doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just, just shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She loves you. You're her dad. Like you make her like you. Like there, she exactly. doesn't even know like how to not like you. Like shut up with that. Like you just saying that. <laughs> like, like you did, don't say that. Like that's annoying. And so, um, and so we had to. There was just it was just hard because it was hard for me to ask for help because she's such a screamer. Like she just mm-hmm. screams when anybody else wants to get her. And then other people are like, I don't know what to do. Like my did I have six. Um, my dad has six kids, so I have five brothers, and my dad has raised kids, you know, and he's just like, I don't know what to do when wow. she acts like this. Like, I try to put her on the ground, but when he puts her down, she just throws her head back and she'll she hit the floor. Yeah, and I'm like, well, how do you know how to throw a temper tantrum? Like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> she's been doing that since like six months like I'm like what are you doing like stop sit up stop doing that <laughs> it's just so much personality so much personality so I, I I definitely do agree with finding finding your your purpose and your in your in your space finding mm. your space absolutely to let your energy out um so that you don't collect I, I feel like a lot of a lot of um um, depression or anxiety or, or things that stem from those things can come from built up energy that is not released. You have to find a space to release your energy. And one of my, 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 my fiance, his brother, they just had a baby like a week ago. And I was talking to her yesterday and I was telling her, get out the house. Just take a walk. Get you some sun. Take the baby in the stroller, cover that baby up and get some sun. You need some sun. The sun will take, will absorb all of the energy that's in you that you don't know what to do with. Absolutely. You, You got it. And just breathe. You are perfectly fine. Don't dwell too hard on certain thoughts. I have to tell people that make your mind up and stick to it. Don't Mm -hmm. dwell on certain thoughts because those certain thoughts, when you think too much on certain thoughts, it just, it can lead to a whole nother place. You don't want to be there. (laughs) You don't want to be there. That mommy guilt snatch you right up and be like, girl, why you leave that baby in that car seat? (laughs) oh oh my goodness this is so crazy so uh moving to the next segment is being a mom is so hard oh my goodness Mm -hmm. other than any of the similarities that we just mentioned what are some similarities mommies tend to have in common oh besides those ones we mentioned Mm -hmm. besides the ones we mentioned Mm. i i would love i would say I'm trying to think I think we touched on pretty much nothing is really free flowing here just, I feel you yeah um let me I think like let we me touched think. on those, those main ones yeah yeah I think a few things that I think some mommies tend to have in common is um let's see let's see like you mentioned this just a little bit and it's something that I definitely go through is my body. Whose oh. body is this? And why did she give <laughs> me this understand. body? <laughs> Help me understand. This is not mine. Like I didn't I didn't ask for this. Mm. And what's so crazy is that before I was pregnant, oh, I miss that body so much. Oh. And then after pregnancy, that body just is no longer like there's there's no way i i don't i don't see how i can be able to get that body back ever again like (laughs) it's not i realistically that's why i mentioned it's like giving birth to an entire person because you now have to accept this this body and i i went shopping i'm not even i haven't gone shopping throughout my pregnancy i didn't do anything i was just like you know yeah great so finally, I went shopping and I was like, I need to get out of tights because, you know, our uniform, tights and a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the wrong uniform, tights and a T-shirt. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I went and had the tank top fade, you know, the easy to pull the boob out and give it to the baby <laughs> and sweat. So I decided, oh. like, you know what, let me go shopping. And then I'm like, okay, I go, I get my regular pants. I'm like, okay, fine, size two. 
good. Nope. I'm like a size six, eight, a size six, eight. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to swallow this. And I, I cried. I cried a little bit and I came out of the dressing room and I was like, okay. And I weren't even as firm as they used to be. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> girl. I'm working through this and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to eat everything and figure out how to love this new self that I see. And mm-hmm. realize I just gave birth to something. I created something, you know, I brought yeah. life into this world. So that's another level of acceptance, but I'm fighting that because reality is my body is not where it used to be and it's tough. And that's something I can feel okay. I should feel okay with saying, oh gosh, I don't really like this body. You know, <laughs> right. And not feel like I should be, everybody should say, oh, it's okay. You just had a child. I'm like, well, yeah, but doesn't make it less easy for me to accept this self that I see. Right. <laughs> so. I definitely can attest to that. I call my stomach the garbage bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> because it looks like a crumpled up bag. Like, <laughs> like crumpled up paper or something. Like somebody just grabbed my stomach and bundled it up into a fist and then put it back (laughs) it's so wrinkly I don't know what to do with it I can't iron it out or anything I work out a lot I've been working out a lot the past like two months I've been going to the gym and going to these mommy fit camp classes Mm -hmm. and that extra that little pooch right there that little fupa is not going anywhere (laughs) it's just God. it's just it's it's just um, I don't know and then it's something that I know a lot of mommies that I talk to they they a lot of them struggle with the snapback you oh. know a lot of the, the, on social media and tv magazines all the all these mommies out here making it seem like mm-hmm. a snapback is mandatory mm-hmm. right you automatically have a snapback and it's like it's so unrealistic like it's very unrealistic. Very. So I, I, I have. Ugh, I'm just lost for words. Much body image issues for moms. Really, yes. we're already dealing with this emotional, mental, and everything else. And then you look and you say, "Oh, this this person has done this." So, oh, my stomach. This the pressure to be something that you're not. You know. So right. Again, that comes with a level of acceptance, and you would see that acceptance is. The, the most important thing going through this conversation because in throughout motherhood that's the, the that's what we're doing a lot of accepting you know yeah. not saying yeah everything is yes but acceptance to change and to transition and to the new life and you know it and definitely that that's a big big part of it agreed agreed mm-hmm. i think another another thing i think it's a similarity that a lot of mommies tend to go through is that (laughs) is that guessing phase after you know that postpartum guessing phase when you're trying to figure out when is your period gonna come back (laughs) and (laughs) and you just got there you just wearing a pad for like weeks and weeks and weeks and trying to figure out is it gonna come today is it coming no okay not this week not this month. I don't know when my period's coming, but she's coming back. Mm, mm. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then um, the scary part of okay, it's not here. So am I pregnant again? What's right? Am I pregnant? <laughs> am I not pregnant? Oh my goodness! I know for me, like I think two months after I had the baby, I got an IUD. 
put in and there was that whole month period where the doctor was like um do not have unprotected sex during this during this part because (laughs) you might get pregnant and I was I looked at him I said you hear her do you hear her you heard what she said right (laughs) you better listen and I just remember a few weeks in I was thinking back and I'm just like oh my goodness am I pregnant like I don't want to be pregnant if I'm pregnant and I got the IUD in and I'm just gonna be tripping but the IUD was such a ridiculous process I love the IUD I love Mm -hmm. it it's nice it's awesome not pregnant just so you guys know didn't Mm -hmm. get pregnant hey but um I was bleeding for like seven whole months. Like I was bleeding for so long, for so long Uh that now I have no idea when my period's going to come back because they say that they're not sure if the period will come at all or if it'll be extremely light. So I've been bleeding for so long that it's just like, okay, so is this my period or is this the IUD thing? Uh Like, like, why am I bleeding still? Like, is this, is that? So I have no idea um, how other mommies go through, you know, mm-hmm. when, by taking other forms of birth control, you know, the pill or, mm-hmm. or the, the shot or something like that, um, how they deal with getting their period back. Yeah. My experience is a little different. What about you? Well, for me, like mine literally, again, just started when seven turned seven months. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but I had no, because I know I've, I've done a lot of research and read up, you know, when you're strictly breastfeeding, like it doesn't, it takes, it could be between, you know, like from right after two, 12 months that you don't get your period. Sometimes even after 12 months, you don't get your period mm-hmm. when you're breastfeeding that much. So I was kind of hopeful that it did because with solstice, I stopped breastfeeding at six months and I got my period probably like right after that. Um, it was so funny. Um, so <laughs> Now it's seven. I'm saying I'm still breastfeeding this much. How come? And I wasn't prepared in any way. Um, so I found myself like going through this and that. But I don't um, take contraceptive. I don't use contraceptive. If I'm being honest, the the yeah. way that I go about it is using a basal thermometer. Um, and okay. I use this natural cycles app because I don't like taking meds. I I definitely was on the pill for about nine years after. <laughs> Way. Um, yeah, and so now I just do it naturally. My temperature um, during a certain time of the month, and it would say, you know, kind of based on my level, the heat level, it would say stay away from sex in this time. So that's kind of that. Not kind of that's the method that I've been using. Um, oh wow! So it's more like natural, you know, birth control. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's so- interesting. Mm-hmm. That's hell. That's that's super interesting. Like, yeah. I would love to know more about that. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah. So I actually get it through. I subscribe to this app, um, Natural Cycles. It's this is in no way a promotion, of course. Um, and then they send you a thermometer, and you just check your body temperature at certain times of the month you know right before your period the week before the week after you check it as much as you want to but then at your highest level your body level is when you know you're going to start ovulating um so then you kind of abstain from sex for that time period um and then you know it kind of gives you a safe a safe zone (laughs) which is nice oh wow yeah that's super nice i know my friend actually just got an IUD she's been having pain and cramps and bleeding for the past like seven weeks now so I I, the experience there as well I know is different and so 
You're, you're doing yeah. it, Mama. You're doing it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, 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 oh, it's, it's just a lot. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's move forward a little bit. And, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, what did I want to talk about? Actually, you know what? Let's take this time and we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Stay tuned, guys. Hey guys, and we are back from break. I know before um, we took a break there, we were talking about um, similarities that we have as, as mothers and other things that we all go through. But with that being said, there are also other things that we all go through that we all might experience together. So we're going to try this new thing. It's a segment called Word to Your Mother, where we talk about mommy moments that we've experienced. If you can relate, then um, if you can relate and you have experienced the same moment as me, and we can talk about our experiences and inform other mommies that it's okay and other mommies deal with it too. If not, then she will share her similar mommy moment that she has experienced in place of. So if she agrees, then she'll say word to your mother. If not, then she'll give her experience on how it went. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right. So the first statement is, I still take my prenatal pills because they help me with my mommy brain, a.k.a. memory loss. Word to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Oh wow! Really? I thought I was the only one. Like my dad was saying, he was like, "You gotta keep taking your prenatal type. That's how you'll remember where you put them." Yeah. Was- <laughs> oh wow! That's crazy! That's crazy. Okay, I have another one. I am guilty of drinking wine after my baby falls asleep. Word to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. that was longer stretches, and I'm just like, you know what? I need a yes. glass of wine. I yes. need it. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I decided this when she was like two months. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I, I was searching it up online. I was like, how many glasses of wine can I have before my baby get drunk? Like, I, <laughs> it was like oh one glass goodness. should be fine. I said, oh yes. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's so funny. Okay. I have another <laughs> one. <laughs> Postpartum shedding has pulled out all of my edges. <sighs> Word to your mother. Oh, my goodness. Really? Currently, I thought, oh, my God. My edges are gone. I'm hoping to grow back. I keep putting castor oil in and... I don't know. It's, I feel like it's way more extreme this time around than before. And I'm yeah. hoping that, you know, it grows back pretty soon because I'm not too impressed or I might just have to shave and rock it like G.I. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that some a, a handful of times. I love my hair short. Currently, I'm growing it out. I'm trying to, I'm in the process of getting locks. Um, yeah I'm I'm very happy about that I finally decided just you know what do it just do it um but yes 
there was a very long time where my edges was just gone. They grew back now. They grew back around, I would probably say, eight months. My oh. edges was, were, were back where they where they needed to be because my hair was just looking thin. The front of my hair was just not cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was... <laughs> And I remember was, being like pregnant and so grateful that my hair was growing yes, so fast. And then growing. only to have this thin head of locks right now. Yeah, I just I didn't know. I would I me <laughs> it, me, I grew my hair, I, I shaved my hair off before I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Then during the pregnancy it grew oh, so, so much it was like to my shoulders. Ooh. Then I cut it back off after I had the baby. And I was like, damn, why I do that? <laughs> why I do that? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why I do that. Because once I cut it short, my edges fell out. So now I got short hair with no edges. No edges. And it's just. <laughs> oh, my God. I was looking like, I don't know, a meatball that fell on the floor at a barbershop. Like, oh, it just looked gross. Oh, my God. It looked gross, but oh my goodness, thank you so much for participating in this new segment. Oh my goodness, I appreciate that. Oh, that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we leave, um, we're just going to talk no more about being a mommy. You know, put the the mommy hat in the closet. Now, we're going to talk about being a woman and how it is to be a woman and getting back to you and and loving you. So we were talking about, you know, similarities with our babies. What are some things that that we all might have in common as women? You know, things that that as is being um, advocates for women empowerment. What are some things that that um, that are some similarities that you've seen in, in women around you? Mm. I guess in general, in women, like there there's several things that I see here so I can simply like go through and figure out everything in my mind that I'm just like okay can we talk about confidence right you know like can we talk mm-hmm. about like you know like me time self yeah self-love um mm-hmm. being aware of our physical self right now you know, in changes, like in the work environment, even if we talk about like going back to work as mommies and women in general, like trying to get, you know, income different ways. So we talk about yeah. like, being an entre- entrepreneur, working, um, going back to work, you know, being a, choosing to be a stay-at-home mom. And that's powerful in itself. I think the most important job. So we can right. look at everything on a whole in womanhood and just be like, oh my gosh, how freaking aw- sorry, pardon me. How no, awesome are we? How strong mm-hmm. are we? How powerful are we as women? You know, I have this mentality in my head that we kind of we're responsible for the world, right? Because right. we are molding everybody. We're we're raising these beings and we're saying, Hey, you are go out in this world and change the world. You know? Mm-hmm. So we have a really heavy weight. We have this responsibility the world think of womanhood minus motherhood we're still raising you know we're still giving we're still nurturing and we somehow still have to be this you know income bringing person into the house in the household the equal part in that way 
So there's a lot that we can certainly discuss about just womanhood in general and what that means or what that looks like besides being a mom, but it still always right. goes back to being a nurturer. It 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 does, doesn't it? Because I know that that um that prior to me even having children in my immediate life, I definitely felt some type of responsibility Mm -hmm. to take care of those around me or to take care of my own responsibilities for myself. I I know I've always been a very independent woman, even as a child. I just remember pushing my mom away and be like, I can do it. Let me tie my own shoes. (laughs) I can tie my shoes. Leave me alone. Um, I just, I recall doing those things and being very, very, very strong about my beliefs. I, I, I remember when I was younger, my mom used to be like, come get in this kitchen. You're a woman, you're supposed to cook. And I used to feel so like irritated with that statement. And I used to be like, well, why can't men cook? Men can cook too. I'm not the only one that could cook. Like, <laughs> like I don't need to learn because I'm a woman. Like I used to get, I used to challenge my mom a lot, especially when it came to gender, uh, gender roles and gender norms. Like I would always challenge her about any of that. Um, even though shout out to my mom, she taught me how to cook. Oh yeah. I could cook for my kids because <laughs> I needed that. Yeah, I was hard headed, but I got in the kitchen anyway. Um, but yes, I just, I just remember, I just know that as being a woman, we have to have this sense of, of, of responsibility um, yeah. for ourselves. And with that, with having the responsibility for ourselves, we have to know when and why it's important to give, us, give ourselves self-love mm-hmm. and how to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and through that, we learn how to have confidence and and. In turn, you know, give ourselves some me time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I definitely think it, it's, it's important. And it, I didn't see it as important before I was pregnant, but I know it's important now oh, yeah. is me, me time, mm-hmm. you know. And I know we discussed a little bit earlier about, you know, meditating and, and, and meditation like that. I know we both um, practice meditation um, regularly. And I, 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 I am so happy that I picked up that. Um, in my life because meditating has saved me from so much Um, (laughs) but what are some other ways that we can advise just women out there not even just mommies of you know finding me time and what does me time even look like I'm gonna tell you me time looks like forgetting something in the grocery store (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you right now like me time means forgetting something in the grocery store sometimes like Mm-hmm. But what do you want? Okay, I out. Let me go get it. You let know? me go get it by myself. Let Everybody, me stay here. Me time <laughs> like sometimes going for a drive. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. And blasting the music, and sometimes not even blasting the music. You sing it, and you're dancing, and you're living your best life for five minutes. Go get in gas. You know, right. Like- <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> me time looks like that sometimes. You know, it yes, looks like sometimes yes, yes. five minutes in the bathroom, extra minutes in the shower, just sitting there, letting the water slow down on your body and doing nothing, but just enjoying it, <laughs> feeling the water, feeling mm-hmm. it, living. But me time can be grabbed in, you know, find, find moments, you know, find moments of you're at work, go in the bathroom for a second, have some me time. 
Right. I definitely can uh, can agree to that. Like I said previously, I've been um working out a lot and I, fitness has definitely brought me back to self. Right. I, I watching the progress on my body has mm-hmm. allowed me to, you know, gain confidence with my body and look at my mm-hmm. body and be like, "Oh my goodness." Because um I know, I know. I'm. I always refer back to mommy stuff. I mean, I, I can't help it. I'm a mommy, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I just remember my pregnancy was great. Labor easy. Postpartum recovery, Tough. no. Yeah, it was very hard. Mm-hmm. Now, for for me, um, I I gave birth vaginally. Yeah. But um, they had to cut. They had to cut me. Oh, so I had, had an episiotomy. I had an episiotomy. And I recall when I was laying with the baby first week recovery, I was laying with the baby in the bed and we were both falling asleep, taking a nap. And I remember that I coughed and sneezed at the same time. And it hurt so bad, but I've never had stitches before in my life. I've never really like had any, any serious like you know injuries in my life to where it's like a lot of blood or anything like that right so I'm assuming that it's supposed to hurt like this Mm -hmm. like you know Mm -hmm. and the medicine they gave me wasn't working like I'm immune to ibuprofen it just doesn't work for me right and I tried to ask for something stronger they wouldn't give it to me Mm -hmm. so that was the first week right we went back for my six-week checkup Mm -hmm. and the doctor told me that I tore my episiotomy that my stitches were were non-existent. Like Ooh, it was torn, and she said that it looks like it was torn weeks ago. Ooh. And I had to think back on it, and I was like, "Well, when when would it tear? Like, you know, I'm not sexually active. Like, you're not supposed to have sex for six, six weeks, and it hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it hurts so bad down there. I don't even want to. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so." <laughs> And I was going through all this pain and I had to think back and I was like, I think it was that moment where I coughed and sneezed and it tugged so hard. I thought that it was, you know, normal, but it wasn't. And luckily there was a, you know, pros and cons to both sides. She said Mm -hmm. that um, because I waited, it healed on its own. So she didn't have to cut it and re-sew it. Re-sew it up. Yes, she didn't have to. It, it it healed on its own. So she said, you're fine. Like your body naturally, um, you know, created yeah. scar tissue and just fixed it itself. It's not the prettiest thing, but it don't really matter. So yeah, <laughs> you're good. And so that was the pro to it. I mean, the con was that I went through a 10 week. It was 10 weeks of recovery instead of it taking only six. six. It took me 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. For it to get to a, a comfortable state where I was no longer in pain, Aww. you know, so that was that was very traumatic and it hurt very bad. Yeah, and and you know, yeah, girl, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for myself. But however, you know, jumping back into you know postpartum intimacy. Um, it was it wasn't too hard to jump back into it, you know, experiencing that tra- traumatic, you know, recovery. It did make me very standoffish and I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Yeah. I don't want I don't want nothing to do with any of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in pain right now and I'm really not I don't want to do this. Um but after a while, you know, um 
everything just started to get back to normal. You know, my hormones started to um, balance out and the pain subsided. So uh, postpartum intimacy was very, um, it was, it was easier once it hit like, you know, five months, it was very easy and very comfortable. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if, if you, um, I know you said that your, your, your labor and delivery was a very traumatic mm-hmm. for you. Um, how was it for your um, postpartum recovery? Postpartum was, was, was fine because uh, this time around, it was the, the first time like you, I didn't have an episiotomy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was completely different. I don't think I, I was intimate. I wasn't intimate for probably over a year after my daughter, mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which seven a different experience, um, in that, okay, I did it vaginally and I didn't tear my midwife was up. Um, so, but getting back into that space for me mentally, I was, how do I explain I wasn't mentally mm-hmm. so mentally I was just like because of that it was so traumatic I was like no I just don't want you to think about it so caught up then everything else and after it's like no but then I got to a point where I was like okay my partner needs something <laughs> do you know yeah so that kind of got me stimulated in the sense of like realizing okay you know what I just can't lock him out you know, it's going right. on three months. It's going on four months. It's going on five. I'm like, I can't really lock him up much longer. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> um, I feel that. And that in itself kind of forced me to then realize that I kind of wasn't going through something alone. That he was right there with me and that I couldn't be so selfish. And he made me feel comfortable. Yeah. So back into that space with him, it was... You know, he made me feel really, really comfortable. And I felt like I could trust him with my body. And it's weird because my partner, and I trust him. But I got to say, this, I was like, okay, he understands what I've been through. He's been through it with me. He supported me through it. So why would I not want to, you know, try and give myself back? Just relax my body with him. And right. that's the process that I had to go through until I did. And, and it was fantastic. And honestly, I think now it's the best sex ever <laughs> like, I, don't know, I don't know what it is right yeah yeah, yeah. I just feel so you know good and I feel relaxed and I feel like we've been through this together he saw me yeah. give birth to his son and you know and now here we are just and I feel like what in the three some years four years going on now like I'm get like I feel good <laughs> better than before How is yeah that <laughs> right 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 right. I definitely can attest to that I feel I feel the same way like I I there was a part of me that was just like you know what no like it 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 it, it looks it looks all crazy down there like it doesn't <laughs> what if it doesn't feel the same like what if he doesn't like it no he don't care about none of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> but he don't care about none of that. He was, he's just, mm-hmm. and it's been the best. And I think it's, you know, going through something and then getting the help that you need from yeah. your partner to move through and, and, and move forward together creates this new combined mm-hmm. energy. 
that now so you guys true. both possess. Yeah. So now you guys have this 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 shared um what my partner he loves to call it quantum entanglement. He says that all the time. He's like, you know, you you might you we we quantum entangled. You know that baby. You know that. I'm like, stop trying to sweet talk me. Be yep. quiet. <laughs> Leave me alone. We ain't we ain't got nothing entangled. Leave me alone. I'm, just, I'm just saying. No, but yeah, like that our energy becomes combined mm. and it's just so it's so lovely and it's so amazing to know that. And and me allowing myself to be vulnerable with him then allowed myself to be vulnerable with myself you know yeah. it allowed me to get in the right headspace to actually you know be confident be yeah. cool be be smart be mm-hmm. sexy you know for myself and remember that you know what I'm not just a mommy I'm a woman too and I'm oh, real yes. sexy and I'm real cute and I need to get out the house you know what if you don't watch this baby I'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> So it really, it really brought me to to an understanding of myself by you know being vulnerable and in reaching that point in the in the in the recovery process. Mm. Yeah, it's very true. The only thing that and and the last thing I want to touch on about the intimacy, the only thing I struggle mm-hmm. with, and I don't know if you struggle with this, is mm-hmm. my breasts and breastfeeding. I knew you were gonna <laughs> say that. Why did I know you were gonna say that? Like I'm over here holding my shit up right now. Like oh my gosh, I know she about to touch base on this. Like it, it was partner, bad. How, how does he do? Like how does he do? How do I? I don't. I don't. I'm not comfortable with that part yet. But he I, likes it. He uh, enjoys that. And I'm like, give me a second, honey. <laughs> this is his babies. I feel that. I feel that. If for me, I had no choice but yes. to incorporate my breast into our intimate moments because I I need my breast for like I need intimacy with like involving my whole body. Right. right. For me to feel, you know, fully loved or, you know. <laughs> for me to enjoy it and so I had no choice but to be like you know what I had to teach him again yeah you know I had to pretty much teach him how to you know okay 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 you can't touch these a certain type of way they sensitive as hell there was a point that they were so sensitive now they hella numb she done scratched it and bitten I can't feel it at all and I'm just like damn but I don't like the way that they look. I don't like the way that they feel. Like, I, there was a point where I was wearing shirts. I would wear shirts or a bra in, mm. in moments of intimacy. And yeah. he's just like, take this off. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, like, don't touch it. Like, leave it alone. <laughs> like, I need this. But him embracing me allowed me, like I said, him being vulnerable and allowing me to be and giving me the space to be vulnerable with him mm-hmm. allowed me to be vulnerable with myself. Self. Oh, that's and there was there was moments when I had to just stand in the mirror naked and look at myself and be like, you know what? This is you. This your garbage bag and you better love this garbage wow. bag. Wow. Like, yeah. The, this is yours. And you're gonna keep it and you're gonna love it and you're gonna groom it the way that you want. It's not going to be perfect, and it damn sure ain't going to be like how it was in that old Instagram picture you posted like a year ago, you know? So (laughs) I had to be really honest Mm -hmm. and just look myself up and down and see this is new, this is it. And I had to ask him, I said, be honest with me. Do you like what you see? Mm -hmm. 
if you like it, then I'm cool You're with good. it. If you don't <laughs> like it, say it now and don't ever say it again. Yeah, like, because um, yeah, you ain't you ain't gonna get this opportunity no more. But he was honest with me, and he was just like, "I love you no matter what you look like." like mm, that's you beautiful. Know what I'm so I think that being having that vulnerability with yourself, that moment of vulnerability, mm-hmm. will allow you to gain the confidence you need to create the space that you need in order for you to take that me time. Cause I couldn't even, I couldn't even allow myself to have me time because I just, I, I forgot how it felt to love myself. And like you said before, in the beginning, that that selfishness, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know how to be selfish. I didn't know how to do that. Like I couldn't take the time to be like, you know what? I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this for myself. I've been neglecting this for weeks now and I need to take care of it for myself. But you know what? No, let me cook dinner first. No, 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 no. Let me take care of her. Let me give her a bath first. No, 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 no. Let me wash his clothes first. Let me do this. Let me do that. And then days go by and I still haven't taken care of it. So, you know, yeah, just, just gaining that power in myself. Like it, it went a long way. It steamed a long way. That confidence, once it rooted, it just it sprouted everywhere, and it allowed me to say, "No, wash your own damn clothes." Yeah. No, just cook your Saturday. own damn dinner. Yeah. Right, just today. Leave me alone. Like you know. So it definitely gave me the courage to be able to stand up for myself and, and take the time for myself. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. So now we are at the end of the episode. And at the end of the episode, I like to remind my listeners that it's all love by leaving them with a loving quote or some advice for the day or for the week ended with it's all love. For example, I think as mothers, sometimes we forget how it feels to be a woman and we neglect ourselves. Take the time to love everything about you and water your happiness. It's all love. Thank you. No problem. And then you go ahead and if you have some advice or any quotes that you know, a loving quote um, to, to share with the listeners. Not necessarily a quote, but um, just, just some words. It's okay to be selfish and selfless at the same time always remember selfishness comes first however you view that view that you come first if you're not good nobody else can be good so take the time to spend time with yourself re-loving yourself you know reintroduce and um, everything will be fine it's okay to not be okay but everything will be fine that's my words Oh. And then you end it with it's all love. It's all love. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for um just coming in today and and participating in this episode. It was such an heart a heartfelt experience and I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. No, I no really problem. appreciate the conversation and you're doing amazing. Thank you, thank you, (laughs) thank you. All right, guys, and we'll see you next episode. Stay tuned. Bye, guys. Bye.